This is Beers and Buckets, a podcast for degenerates like us who drink beer and watch basketball. We are the only college basketball podcast that reviews beer and the only beer review podcast that talks college basketball. So grab a beer, throw on a game, and hang with us. All right, welcome in. Episode 13, lucky number 13 of Beers and Buckets. My name is Connor. I'm joined by Dow, like always, and Matt. Welcome back, man. It's been a minute. How you been? Yeah, I've been good, man. I, I um, had my my win battle with Novid, so um, <laughs> it's good to be back. Good to be able to good to be able to talk more than uh, just a couple minutes. I recorded an episode last night that went a little long, and about halfway through, I sounded like I was choking on gravel. So, oh man, that's yeah, rough. You know, shaking I off. Hate- a, you know, just still kind of shaking off a little bit. Yeah. Of, I like your your uh, use of Novid, where it's like you definitely had COVID, but they said you didn't. So yeah, like I mean, it yeah. was one those ones, and I kind of touched on it on a longer forum, but like my whole life was like I don't want to say obviously it's set to be easy, but like it's like the world was prepared if I had COVID, but the moment I tested negative, they're like, get your ass back to work. <laughs> my, my wife's like making me do chores again, like take the trash out, and I'm just like, ah, oh, well. I mean, I don't feel any better, thanks, but... Right. I'm still sick, regardless if I had COVID or not. Still sick. <laughs> yeah, so just the optics of that was a, a blast. Yeah. That's funny. So. All right, well, let's recap this uh, week of college basketball. There was there was some crazy upsets. We saw... Uh, did anyone stay up at all last night or watch any of the Arizona State-Arizona game? Or UCLA? I watched the third overtime. I watched yeah. the third overtime. I watched the first two overtimes, and then... We had friends over here celebrating a birthday, and, and they were like, yo, I want to play some Madden. And I was like, okay, well, it's your birthday, so we're going to play some Madden. First off, but... you, you don't have friends. We've established this. Yeah, you have but... zero trust value. I've never uh, seen Connor... you with any other person ever, so you could say. Well, I, I don't exist. I, yeah. I don't exist. You I'm, are I'm a figment of my imagination, because I don't think you're <laughs> a real person, to be honest. Like, I tried to describe you to my friends, <laughs> and they're like... Who is the guy that's talking about pissing in other people's mouths? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, first off, it's Jesus. Uh, but to what you were saying, I whiffed. I'll be honest with you. I whiffed last night. I thought, you know, of course, being a Kentucky fan, I came off a high of a good win. I thought the good game would be Gonzaga at BYU. And yeah, I thought same. UCLA coming off a loss, going to Arizona State, what, 9-16, whatever they were, 9-13. Really bad. Like, the second yeah, to last I, team in the pack. <laughs> like, just and, bad. And here I am. Here I am just mind-numbingly looking at this beat down Gonzaga putting on this JV team and I just start like and I just go to like the SEC network and listen to whoever those guys are Patrick Young just ramble on about recapping of games and then I see on Twitter somebody's like triple effing overtime (laughs) and I'm like which is a shame because unlike a lot of people I love Bill Walton I love what he brings to the game so you told me I could get what is it 70 minutes of Bill Walton. I, I, I'm pretty disappointed, but yeah, I whiffed on that. I thought, I thought, I thought it'd be different. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be better. Auburn survived by two on the road in Athens, which like I said last week, I mean, until they play a ranked team on the road, I think we, we need to step back on, on, on them a little bit because they, the last two road games they've played are combined four points over bottom feeder SEC schools. So this is, this is not, I was like, this is not me. This is not me uh, 
complaining about a ref not making a call because all we do, I feel like, is just talk about how bad the charge calls are and how we need to get rid of the charge and everything. But for the one time for the refs to swallow their whistle on that call, I don't know, man. That was was rough. That was pretty rough. Uh, what else happened? LSU lost at Vanderbilt. So, like I said on Twitter, I think, you know, quote unquote, this is turning into a bad loss for Kentucky. Uh, just as a joke, I'm not serious, by the way. But that that is, I mean, like, LSU can't win a game on the road, like, to save their I lives. Felt, I felt hook on and sinker for that one. You absolutely did. <laughs> well, I want to give a little respect to Vandy because, like, they mentioned it when Kentucky played Vandy earlier in the week, and you could kind of see it that Vandy was kind of taking a, a, a moral victory by not getting blown out. Like, yeah. you know, it'd be down to 12. And and I was like, I could, I could see this. You know, I, I could see some some things clicking. And, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you want to do. You want to go into a, a hostile environment versus a top 10, whatever we were, yeah. ranked team, stay competitive, and then turn that into a home win. So props to them. Uh, I said this on Twitter after the Vanderbilt-Kentucky game. I'm rooting for Vandy now because I want Jerry Stackhouse to get that North Carolina job because he would make a great villain. Just his the way he dressed, he dressed like the villain in in, in, in some kind of movie. I, I don't know, but like he dresses you know, like he, Kingpin. Yeah, like he, Jafar. He looks like Jafar. Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Like he is like he is like a, a human version of those smooth. Um, I don't know who's the guy like from Scar- Princess and the like, Frog. Well, well, like Scar on um, Lion King, King, how yeah. he's just kind of finesse and he's kind of chill, but all evil to the core. And nothing, I like Jerry as a player. I, I got a Jerry jersey somewhere back here, but like just the way he looked. Yeah. And could you imagine that with like a really good North Carolina team? Oh, that's. That, imagine what happened at the Kentucky game, except we're at Chapel Hill. So I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Rutgers upset Michigan State. Uh, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it was by 21 points. So that's, I mean, Big Ten basketball, baby. Uh, Kansas totally, I mean, took it to Baylor. Um, well, no, it was at Kansas, but, like, good Lord. We, we call that a con- doing a Kentucky to the other team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, there, I mean, there were so many upsets. We can't, we're not going to list them all here. If you, if you pay attention to basketball, you know which teams got upset, but, it's getting. I mean, it's February and it's getting a little spicy. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this a lot. So, we have a special interview that Dal and I did earlier in the week with one of the co-founders of 199, the uh, vintage college basketball shorts company. I'm sure UK fans know about that because they're all sold out. So, there, somebody's got to know about them, right? So, uh, but there, there's a bunch of cool stuff on there. We reached out to them. He was gracious enough to give us an hour or so for an interview. So we talked with him. Josh is a really cool dude. So go ahead and check this interview out, and uh, we'll we'll get back to our regular segments shortly. But this, uh, don't skip it. It's so enjoyable. He's a really cool dude. You're going to like him a lot. We have Josh Barnett. Is that how you pronounce it? That's correct. Josh Barnett of 19.9, which is like the coolest basketball shorts I've ever seen in my entire existence when I went to get the Kentucky brand ones. They were all sold out. So I was like, huh. I didn't even try to actually get them. I just wanted to look because, you know, I don't know if I could afford that. But, man, those are sweet. And I definitely wanted to, you know, slide the link to my wife for Christmas. But it didn't matter because they were all sold out. So how's it, how's it going? You guys are definitely, like, expanding, right? 
Oh, appreciate the appreciate the kind words. And yeah, I'll, I'll start by saying Big Blue Nation, as you probably know, is is crazy when it comes to uh, Kentucky basketball. So those are like uh, we call that fish in a barrel when we launch uh, <laughs> Kentucky. And uh, no, they've been they've been going good. I'll, I'll see what I have laying around here when I get off here. I, I, I can probably take care of you uh, after this is over. So we, we usually have a pair or two laying around uh, from a size exchange or or whatever. So I'll see I what mean, I can do. That'd be great, but don't feel any pressure. No worries, man. I, like just having you on the podcast is cool enough for me. So, uh, but yeah, so let me ask you, what's your favorite basketball team? got to get that yeah, out so of the way. I grew up an Indiana Hoosier, so we're, oh. we're yeah, I know. Oh, that's why, no. that's why I, <laughs> I don't know. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. I, I that's why I was giving you shit before we got on here <laughs> um about the Kentucky stuff. I said I, I feel like I've been duped because I had no idea uh this was gonna be Kentucky, but no, it, it's all good. Uh we're in Evansville, Indiana, so we're just like oh, you don't, throw don't even mention Evansville to us either. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, right. With the aces, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't get that at first. No, uh, no, no. But so uh, I got. I yeah. do have to ask you real quick. But I'm going to interrupt you here. How does it yeah, feel that your ahead. biggest biggest win in the last ten years came on a regular season game against Kentucky when you lost uh, in the tournament to that same Kentucky team later on? Do you uh, celebrate that win like other people? The Watford I don't. Track? I don't because I'm old enough to remember when we were actually consistently good. There you go. So. Yeah. Okay, respect um, you know, for I, you instantly gained. <laughs> so I, I'm old, man. I'm old. I was born in uh I was born in 1980. So technically I've seen two two nat- natties for, okay. for Indiana. Well, you uh, look great was... for being born in 1980. I can't I can't deny <laughs> it. I thought you were Thank in you. your 30s. <laughs> no, 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 no. 41. So Wow. Uh I saw 81 as a baby. Uh but I know I watched it cuz my dad probably held me the entire time uh <laughs> and made me watch it. And then I I actually do remember the 87 uh championship and then the 92 final four um 93 we were really good with with coach knight calvert cheney and those guys and then uh when i was at school there in 2002 we had the run with mike davis and jared jeffries where we made yeah. it to the natty and got beat by maryland so i do remember the better years i don't necessarily celebrate the watch shot it was cool as shit um yeah, and then, yeah. you know like the game that the game that i like more than that and everybody will disagree with me was when we beat you guys in the tournament to go to the sweet 16 a couple yeah. of years after the watch shot. Yeah. like i actually was i'm just like a basketball nerd uh but uh i was actually on youtube trying to find a link to that game because i was like man i haven't watched that game since i watched it live and was like nervous Same as here. hell and outside <laughs> and like yelling up to my wife and friends like what happened what happened like i get really nervous on stuff for whatever reason and so i have a hard time watching it when my team's involved but i will say this part of being a part of 99 now we have um we have like 85 favorite teams so oh yeah it's probably so diverse it's really like watered down my my love of of my Hoosiers to an extent, you know, yeah. too, because it's like, well, they got beat. Well, they got beat by another team that we have, you know, that we sell stuff for and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then, like, I grew up a huge Tennessee football fan, too. Oh, my dad that's to even worse than I know, being a basketball. I know. That, that's only worse because because we, we always beat your guys' ass. But, it doesn't uh, matter what <laughs> Kentucky does. They have our number. It makes it's no insane, sense. It's insane, right? Because that's like, uh, that's like Tennessee football for every other team. Like, Florida, we can't – Tennessee will not be Florida again 
the rest of my life. I could live to be 120 <laughs> years old. We'll never beat Florida again. And then we'll have no business beating Kentucky. And we always seem to pull those out. But, uh, Hell, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But, yeah, I, I feel your pain on the Tennessee-Kentucky, being on the Kentucky side of the Tennessee uh, rivalry. <laughs> but so, like, uh, that was where I was going. Like, I always kind of hated Florida growing up because they mm-hmm. always beat Peyton Manning and, and uh, our Me too, teams. buddy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all that. But, like, their licensing director there, Debbie Gay, is phenomenal. And so I'm like, well, how can I – like, now when I cheer against Florida, I feel like I'm cheering against Debbie, and I'm like – I don't want to cheer against Debbie. She's the nicest (laughs) person in the world. You know what I mean? So it's like a completely different perspective now running, running this brand. And my dad's like, what the hell do you mean? You don't like Florida or you don't hate Florida anymore. Like what the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Same here. We've kind of had that same experience. And we had, like I told you before we had a, we had one of the guys from the talking tech pod on as a guest. And since then, I mean, he, our love for Texas tech has grown we're like, we're rooting for them every time they play. It's funny because like, you know, two years ago, Kentucky played Texas Tech in Lubbock for the Big 12 SEC right. Challenge. The By the way, the only um, Texas Tech went loss at home against a non-conference opponent in the last five years. So we were like, I, was, I hated Texas Tech at that time. But now I'm like, let's go Raiders, wreck them. You know, like, let's beat Texas tonight. So, Isn't that funny? It's funny how that works, man. It yeah. really is. It's just getting to, get to know the people behind yep. the fan base, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and like, oh, for for instance, like, I I I never liked Kentucky going <laughs> as you could probably imagine, but then I found myself watching, and we went down to um, Allen Fieldhouse maybe like five weeks ago for the Missouri game, mm-hmm. um, just because I wanted to see Allen Fieldhouse, and we had it narrowed down. We were really going with Missouri, Kansas, or Kentucky, Kansas, and scheduling conflicts made it Missouri, which those two teams like hate each other. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a legit bitter. like Kentucky Louisville hatred like there um and i'm like why do, why do these kansas fans hate missouri so much like missouri's not good this year at all and no. these people had like blood in their eyes coming into allen field house like we want to beat them by <laughs> um and which i kind of respected yeah uh, but then like i found myself saturday <clears throat> saturday evening i guess five o'clock i think was tip my time um kentucky kansas i and thoroughly enjoyed just watching that game like Kentucky played so well yeah um and we were in Allen Fieldhouse for the opposite where they just blew out Missouri and we were all kind of sitting there like man I wonder what this place is like when they're getting their ass handed to them you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? like, yeah how is it different in here and uh and I, I'm a big like Kansas fan I, I loved Allen Fieldhouse I loved everything about it and uh but watching Kentucky kind of execute it, it it seemed like an old Cal team Mm-hmm. That was really young at the beginning and had some um, trials and, and tribulations early and that could be peaking at the right time heading into March, which is yeah. sh- kind of scary for the rest of uh, college basketball. <laughs> I know crossed. I told you I had a, a, a bunch of favorite teams now, but I still don't necessarily want Kentucky to get another. <laughs> like I can still kind of final fours are cool. National championships. That still kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah, Sorry. no, I, I don't. I had don't play me at all. I think you could join the very long line of people who don't want to see Kentucky win another national championship, but man. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun game the other day. I uh, can't, can't deny that. So, well, Dad, was welcome the, in, man. Had, I wish the night had stopped there. Cause so, I am a Kentucky fan, but I went to Wake Forest, so uh, they're my second team, and we got the absolute break speed off us by Syracuse. My so. overrated Bayheim man. So, so you're either you're either extremely uh, rich or extremely smart to have gone to Wake Forest. I've been there. 
I went around. I went around that campus with their old LD, uh, Dave Odom, great guy. Uh, yeah. Or sorry, not Dave Odom. Dave Odom was the old coach. Mike Odom um, was the old LD, and I was like, Mike, does anybody around here not drive a Range Rover? I'm like, this, <laughs> this is like a Range Rover dealership down here. And I said, do most of these people come from North Carolina? He said, not unless nah. your granddad's name was Wake or Forrest. Like you ain't getting yeah, exactly. near North. North <laughs> it's, it's like either either Boca or like somewhere up in the Northeast that's super super ritzy. I uh, am whichever one was the smart version. Uh, that's because <laughs> I would not have gotten there without a scholarship. He's our resident statistician. I mean, like he's the one that brings every single stat, which is crazy. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so. cool. But did you like Wake Forest? I thought the campus was awesome. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I love my time there. It we, I was there at the wrong time for sports because it was, yeah. it was the end of Buzdelic, beginning of Danny Manning, which was not a good, not a great time. We did actually have a couple upsets, but I mean, we were horrid other than that, and then was at the end of Jim Grove, the beginning of Dave Clawson. So I got to kind of see the start of this rebuild, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we were pretty bad. Were you there? Were they selling beer? And this is a beer pod. Were they selling beer in the stadium at that point? Uh, I was underage at this point, so I don't know. So I did all my beer drinking outside of the stadium. <laughs> I got you. I graduated they, in 16. You know, they I graduated were in 16. The, so They were one of the first, though. They were yeah, one of the first I, in the country to adapt that. I feel like that we did have beer maybe my last year. I got you. Yeah. I got yeah. you. So well, like speaking Randolph of beer. Child- oh, Rand- sorry. Randolph Childress is one of my fa- like top five college basketball players of all time. Like, I, I, again, I'm showing my age here, but that guy <laughs> was nasty. Like, I love him. And he was an assistant with Manning. And then his son yep. played uh, probably while you, when you were there, probably, right? Yeah. So, he, yeah, he was there with Manning. And then he actually stayed on for – I think either the first – no, it would have been just the first year because it's year two of Forbes. He was on the staff last year too kind of as a as a holdover. Um, I think Mike told me that he would enter in some rec leagues or maybe like an intramural. He would get on an intramural team or the coaches would have an intramural team and they used to just wreck shit. Like he was still yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I'm like I can't imagine walking out on an intramural floor and then like looking across the floor and it's Randolph Childress. Like, okay, Barnett, you got Randolph. Like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I have a friends that said that he would just show up to like, yeah, play like random pickup games and would just give people work. <laughs> I love that so much, man. <laughs> that's like, that's essentially what a, what a Memphis practice was with Penny and Mike Miller. Apparently. That's true. That's true. That's true. And if they yeah. could ever get Rashid to show up on campus, that it would be the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we talked about beer briefly. So I got to ask, what's your like go-to beer? Your favorite beer? Like, if you're having a barbecue and you just you get a case of you know this, what is it going to be? I'm a Stella guy. Okay. I, it's like, I'm not a big I'm not a big beer drinker at all. Like, I can no, drink, no, I'm not. I I uh, I'll drink like th- I got young kids, man. So That's like, true, I drink yeah. th- three three beers and I'm like hungover as hell the next morning, <laughs> and I have like three young kids running around. Yeah. And at some point it becomes like not worth it. So Stella's like one of the only beers that I don't really get too too hung over. You know, I can have a casual three to four and not feel it too bad in the morning. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um that's where I'm at. I, but I, I mean down here in Evansville, you know, all we do is drink. So uh <laughs> we have we have a lot of friends that have a lot of opinions on beer that would have given a much better answer than me. But no, that's fine. That's fine, man. That's totally fine. So 
All right, so I did have um, a question about 19.9. Like, how did you guys – were you at the ground level? Did you join in? Or, like, how did you guys get started? Like, how did this come about? I, I'll let you know my experience with 19.9. I heard about you guys from um, a good – like, a good Twitter follower. His name's Terry Brown, and he's yeah, a big, Terry, prominent BBN guy. Downtown yeah, Terry Brown. He's a guy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard about that for, through him before you guys even had any Kentucky stuff. So I was just like – counting down the days until you guys could get Kentucky stuff. So how'd you guys get started though? Yeah. So we were, we're, I'm one of the, the, uh, three co-founders. There was four of us, one dropped off. So there's three of us, uh, that were left that are in the ownership. So yeah, we, we just started it from, uh, nothing. Basically I was a middle school history teacher for 17 years. Um, and, uh, eighth grade, U.S. history in Indianapolis, and then I moved back home to to Evansville. Um, other guys had day jobs as well, and uh, we started it just because we wanted to make T-shirts because we yeah. weren't happy with what was out there. Um, and so we kind of made some borderline bootleg collegiate li- <laughs> non-licensed stuff to get uh-huh. started. Um, and we didn't think we copyright in French. We never got a cease and desist or anything, but it was, you know, it was in the gray area. It's questionable, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we didn't, we didn't get, we didn't get rich off of this. We still haven't gotten rich off this, so um, there was really no harm done. But uh, yeah, we started in like maybe 2012, I think, and it started as t-shirts. And really, our idea at first was high school t-shirts. We thought it was like an underserved, uh, yeah, market. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, I don't know. College became much easier after Butler gave us, uh, gave us a. a license contract um approval to do officially licensed stuff and we just kind of grew from there and so butler think, was your first school yeah butler was the first cool. school so they'll always be near and dear to our heart uh, yeah Lindsay martin was the ld there she has since moved on to depaul so we have a depaul launch dropping uh next friday that's pretty dope people don't realize how good of a tradition depaul had in basketball mm-hmm. for a long time um and it's been obviously it's been a while since they've been good but they have one of my all-time favorite players, Q Rich, uh, too. So shout out to Dwayne Peavy too, Kentucky yeah, fans. Like that yeah, yeah, so we uh, we have them coming because Lindsey transferred over there and called us and was like, "Hey, we got to get this vintage program started. We want we want you guys to do for DePaul what you've done for Butler." And so she she's awesome. Um, so yeah, we we started 2012, and Butler was our first license with with Lindsey. She was great, and it just kind of grew from there. Awesome, man. That's cool. So, like, growing up, you were a Hoosiers fan, and you talked about how you have different teams now. Is there any team that, like, when they're on, you're just like, okay, they absolutely have to win? Like, you know, we talked about with Texas Tech. Like, what's that? What's your, not Indiana, but what's your second go-to team? I have so many. Like, if I just casually <laughs> tune into a game, I'll, I'll like, within three minutes, I'm, like, I'm fully invested in this thing. And, and, I, <laughs> and at the end, like, I don't really give a shit about either one of the teams. But I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, ooh, this is, like, I want this. That. And that happens, like, in every sport. Like, I don't care anything about the NFL. I was watching those games rooting for certain teams this weekend yeah, yeah. because I was, like, well, Travis, like, Travis Kelce uh, ordered some stuff from us on, wednesday or thursday or something so I'm no like, way all in on the chiefs now like we gotta yeah. win this thing like you know what i mean and then we get beat and i'm like 
a couple hours after it, I'm like, yeah, I really didn't give a fuck. What, yeah, I will say this. I all and you're, you guys are gonna hate this answer, and I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hitting all like the UK things. I you Tennessee, and so I, I will always watch Duke when they're on. Not necessarily cheer for them, but I will always watch them. Yeah, because it, it, and it's much like Kentucky in a sense. I haven't liked the last four to five years of Kentucky, so to speak. Um, just like the way that they played, yeah. I, I, it, it hasn't been that appealing to me. Yeah. Um, but like Duke and Kentucky put out so much talent. I feel like I'm cheating myself if I don't watch those games and those teams. Um, so I always, for some reason, gravitate towards a Duke game when it's on. I'll make sure that, that I watch it because of the players that are coming out of there. If I had to pick oh, a yeah. second – a second team that like I kind of cheer for um, it's Kansas for whatever reason. I feel like they mirror. IU another so, one, yeah. yeah, I know. I feel like they, <laughs> they mirror. I use so much like tradition wise and Midwest and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm obsessed, like totally obsessed with uh, Allen Fieldhouse. Like I, I, I love that place. So we were yeah. just uh, talking about that. Go ahead, Dale. I was going to say, I've been to, I went and saw John call the John Collins Wake Forest team play Zion at Cameron Indoor. So wow. I've been to Cameron Indoor, which, I mean, Cameron Indoor, it's hard to it's hard to replicate because it's so small and intimate. You're, like, like right on top box, of the court. Yeah. But I was going to say, I was like, whenever we were playing Kansas, when Kentucky was playing Kansas, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, I feel like that Fog Allen has to be, like, if you're going to a big game, that has to be the pinnacle of, like, environment because Rupp is great, but it, it the way they have the lower bowl set up just isn't doesn't produce the best environment. Whereas Fog Allen, man, it just seems like it is always rocking for big I, games. I really love Rupp. So we went to when I was younger. We went to a couple NCAA tournaments that they hosted there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like there was like a bad seat in the house at Rupp. And we were up in the top bowl. We could see everything uh, fine. But I'm not like super in tune with it. Um, Allen Fieldhouse is like Hinkle Fieldhouse on steroids is the best way that <laughs> yeah. I can describe yeah. it. it. It's a true fieldhouse. They cram you in there. It's wood bleachers all the way around, and it just goes straight up. But we took our whole 99 team as kind of a thank you um, about five weeks ago to the Missouri game that I mentioned earlier. And uh, our uh, graphic designer, Darius, at some point like looked over me. He's like, dude, I feel like I'm at church because there was like, so <laughs> many different – chants and cheers and they were like right on top of each other like one led to the next and i'm like yeah i'm looking at him i'm like how the fuck do people learn all of these things like i mean like <laughs> yeah and, and he was like i feel like i'm in church i'm like we are we're in kansas basketball it church is church. right now and this is, <laughs> the, this is the cathedral you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. um it, it's as a recruit going there and going into a game if you were slow, solely going on basketball and atmosphere like that's that's going to be a tough a tough beat for, for any other university. I do believe, even though there's, there's just as fast uh, as passionate fan bases out there, but yeah, uh, no, the atmosphere. Like, it's, amazing. Special, man. it's like sec football. I mean, like you could go to like one of any like sec football, you know, down South. So you got Georgia, Florida, Bama, you know, Texas a and you can even count them in that. Now it's like, it's wild how people get for college versus like pros. I mean, like, yeah, you hear Joe Burrow talk about how he's like, I played in the SEC. I've heard louder than you know Arrowhead, which is insane. Yeah, which is funny. 
which is objectively not true. Like it is by like it has the record for loudest. Oh, yeah. So when he said that, I was like, they're they're literally the Guinness like world record holder for he's, it. He's but. just knocking them down and it worked. It, it worked. It, it, once. it did. It worked. <laughs> I gotta say, I I'm not a huge Gonzaga fan, but like it looks really fun to go to a Gonzaga game in the kennel. Like I would like to experience that once, you know, like at least once now. That's a um, sneaky good that's a sneaky good one. Um, cause that doesn't ever like really come to the front of my mind for whatever reason. Uh, and, may, yeah. and may, that might have to do with just like their conference schedule Yeah, too. Yeah. Like you, you don't, I don't get geared up to watch a Gonzaga game because they're playing like mountain St. Mary's no disrespect at all, but it's not Kentucky, Kansas. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so, and it's not their fault and they play a great out of conference schedule now where they have a, a ton of big games, but it always seems to be on neutral sites in new york or yeah know, yeah they had like so. they had texas in in the kennel at one point this year and i think that was like the That's only right. big I game did that, watch they that, had. Game. that yeah. game was fun to watch and like a good atmosphere you're exactly right yeah i think timmy yeah. went nuts in that game yeah i mean we and we've talked about gonzaga on this podcast before everyone's kind of knocking the the regular season and for most part yeah the regular season or conference schedule is pretty weak normally but this year, I mean, there's there's legitimately four four tournament teams like uh, that is on in that conference that could potentially be there. So, could be the fun. The other thing is they're on so late, and I'm yeah, that's the most annoying tired, part. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't make it. Like, I couldn't even make it for that UCLA Arizona. I was so hyped the entire day <laughs> for it, and I got home. I'm like, I watched three minutes and was just absolutely. And I, I recorded it because I knew I was gonna be knocked out. And I have a TV in my office right up here that's actually showing. West Virginia Baylor now, so I'll I'll catch the replay on a lot of stuff and just have it on as background yeah. noises. We're working. Yeah, same here. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm 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 moving out to San Diego uh, at some point at the beginning of this year, and I'm excited that that'll be one of the perks is I'll actually be able to stay up because it won't be. 1 a.m. whenever those games are ending. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. We were out in Vegas uh, last week uh, for a work thing, and IU Purdue came on at 4 o'clock, and we were like, we almost missed it because, we're, <laughs> you know, you just assume that it's yeah. a 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock tip, and it's like, no, it's on at 4. Like, okay, we got to figure out what, what we're doing to, to show this thing at 4 o'clock, you know. Right. Yeah, so um, we do this thing when we have guests on. Typically, we'll have like like a guest of another podcast on uh, that covers just one team. Being that you kind of cover a lot of teams, but you are an, an IU fan, um, what is one player, if you could take any player from, let's say, the rest of the Big Ten. Let's just keep, keep it to the Big Ten. Take any player from the rest of the Big Ten and add it to IU this year to make them a contender. Who would it be and why? That's a... Uh... A no-brainer. That's Jay Nivey, probably from Purdue, um, just because we could match him up with the inside-outside. He could be the outside punch to uh, TJD on the inside, mm-hmm. which would be nice to have. And and IU hasn't had like a a game changer like that for a while, <laughs> uh, so that would be, you know, Romeo Langford was supposed to be that, and we only had him for a year and. Yeah, we had Eric Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon gets hurt. Uh, we've had some good five star players, but yeah, Ivy's just like a lot of fun to watch, and he seems to turn it on at the right time too. And any kind of outside shooting or slashing would help TJD a ton because that dude just puts in work every game for his yeah. entire career with the entire defense solely focused on stopping him. So a much yeah. much love and appreciation and respect to TJD for what he does. He's super underrated in the in the Big Ten. 
Yeah, he he's a he's a game changer, man. He can he can ball. He can ball. But him and Ivy on the same team would be fun to watch. Yeah, that game I'm we did the other day was nuts. Against Purdue, that was nuts. Or against uh, what? Who was it that played? Shoot, Illinois? No. Who was it they I played the remember. other day? Sunday. Oh, uh, was it Ohio now? State? Yeah, it was Ohio State. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it was. I couldn't remember. I was like, they, he is Purdue. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, Purdue's pretty good, man. I, I, it would be. This is like blasphemy to say as a. Uh, as an IU fan, after I kind of told you I was an IU fan, but I, I would like to see Purdue make the Final Four this year. It's been a, a long time since they've been in a Final Four, and uh, they have a really like sneaky good history, especially in the Big Ten. They've won more Big Ten titles than any other Big Ten team, which a lot of people don't r- realize. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, they have more than IU, and I think they have a winning record against IU historically, too. It's just that IU has the Final Fours and the National Championships that we get to brag about, but um, <laughs> it would be fun. I feel like for that fan base and, and, and I love painter. I think painter's a great coach and a great recruiter too. So I'd kind of like to see Purdue uh, make a final four. Like I'm, I'm creating so many enemies on this podcast. You guys talking about uh, Kansas, <laughs> Kentucky, uh, Kansas, Duke and, and Tennessee. And now I'm like, if anybody from <laughs> our side listens to this, then they'll be like, how the hell are you going to say Purdue make it to a final four? But whatever. Hey, you don't, you don't discriminate. You're throwing shots at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a realistic fan. That's what it sounds like. That, that's what we're here for. But I, I'm um, excited for yeah. like a true, a true March madness too, with the fans back and all that. Oh stuff. yeah. Like last year was great that we had a tournament, but like, come on, man. Yeah. Like give, give me the fans. I mean, this so I, I kind of stand by my take on, like, UCLA was in the play-in game for the tournament, and they made it to the Final Four. Do you think they would have made that in a regular year? Like, I, I personally don't think that would have happened in a regular regular tournament a, year. I think a lot of that tournament could have been different. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- It was funny kind of in college football, too, that there were really no road games. They were all just kind of glorified scrimmages. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, in, in in a lot of the conferences that didn't allow fans or only allowed family and stuff like it, going on the road, you you never really went on the road. You were just playing in a different gym, <laughs> and that was yeah. just like so strange. And and that's to me, I, I love the NBA because the the level of player is great. But like college basketball and college football will always hold my attention more because of the crowds. Uh, the pageantry, the chants, like the whole Kansas going to church thing and all that stuff. Like the pro sports can't replicate that. And then mm-hmm. when you take that out of college sports, as much as I love college basketball, it's a watered-down product. It's not a great basketball product anymore. Yeah. Um, sure. and, and, you don't, and you don't, my, you don't love seeing bad charge calls uh, if, uh, five, okay. six times a game? Don't get me started on officiating in college sports because it is <laughs> – God awful, like worse. How the hell can you not get people that can just do better? Like I just don't. It's unbelievable. That. It makes it's no insane. sense. And then you watch the NFL, you watch the NBA, and you're like, man, that was a bad call. And then they show it in super slow mo, and these dudes like in real time are getting it perfectly right. And you're like, yeah. I mean, I just need I need half of that at the college level. Like right, college SEC refs in football are the the absolute worst and then if you thought if you guys were acc guys you'd be like oh no 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 hold on a second the acc has the work you know what i mean it, it only depends yeah. on what conference you watch and everybody can agree that the offic- officiating is terrible 
I mean, there's just no consistency too. You watch a big Big 12 game versus an SEC game, and you're like, if you switch the refs, these two games would be completely different. Yeah, just because of the 100%. way that they call certain things. It's that's what makes the tournament so interesting, right? Because right. like Big Ten, you can go out there and just bang on each other, yeah. and then you get in the tournament and you get uh, SEC refs or you get Pac-12 refs, and your 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 big guys down low pick up three fouls in the first minute and a half, and you're like, for what? Like, what happened? You know? You're breathing yeah. on them, yeah. It's makes it, no that's sense. That's a, a a really interesting element. And then the one thing, like I'm going off on a tangent. You guys got me started fine, officiating, man. though. But, nah. uh, I wish that basketball would adopt the soccer rule that if you gain an advantage they don't call the foul until that advantage is like stopped or whatever the hell they call it in soccer yeah like if i break through and somebody's just grabbing at me but jay nivey has a breakaway dunk i don't want that ref calling that bullshit foul at half court right yeah and just taking away clear path like i don't care if it's clear path and there's more penalty i don't give a shit i want to see jay nivey jump up and do a windmill and get the crowd going and stuff like i always yeah hated that um because then they end up found somebody who can't shoot and then it's like you know you end up getting one of two or zero of two on the free throws and you're just like i just rather have the dunk it just (laughs) sucks man bring bring the excitement man that's how you that's how you keep the the your fan bases engaged and your your customer your consumer happy but yeah sorry about that no, you're, you're fine. We complain about refs a lot on this podcast. I mean, it's fun. Like, I feel I, it was like it therapeutic. I feel better. It, it, it absolutely I didn't is. even know I felt bad coming into this. But now <laughs> I feel like better somehow. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we won't keep you any longer. I just have a couple of questions yep. here as we close out. So, 99, you guys have a lot of things coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to maybe like give like a sneak preview of? to our very small but very loyal uh, listener list that we could get you some some more clients and more customers here? Yeah, we're gearing up. I mean, February is a busy month for us. We got mm-hmm. a ton of launches. No new no new schools, I don't think. But we got a lot of a lot of new product um, coming out for some of our existing schools. And then March, obviously, that's like our, our second Christmas time. Um, yeah, yeah, times exactly. Like three. So uh, we have a whole campaign coming for Hardwood Heaven again this year uh micro site that's gonna take you and years there's gonna be some like stuff that you can do as a user that clicks on different stories and takes you to different products and super interactive so um nice. all of our work that's happening in this office and this office next to me is all gearing up towards hardwood heaven so um that will open up the gates to hardwood heaven as we say will open up uh after selection so on selection awesome. sunday so yeah uh, no, that'd be we'll awesome all, all the way through the national championship on april 5th or whatever that monday yeah is. so yeah, yeah. We're, we're fired up for that so speaking of the national championship are you gonna go to any of the games or be in any of the cities for those or anything so i'll let you guys in on a little secret about running a college basketball program or company you don't <laughs> get to do any cool shit around college <laughs> basketball because you're constantly working during the season like we we, yeah. we snuck away for the kansas thing which was great um yeah we want to go to the final four, but we we're, we're, we're small too. Right. So we, we have eight employees right now that are all uh, behind us, behind me in the, uh, in the other rooms in here working. So um, you take three or four of us out of the picture and, and you get behind real quick. So yeah, um, yeah. we're not. So here's the, here's right the now. thing I'm going to tell you right now, I'll be, I'm going to be in new Orleans for final four weekend. Uh, we're celebrating as a family, my brother's birthday, which is on the 4th of April. Oh, nice. And, uh, but we just like, 
he didn't pick it. We just saw that the final <laughs> four was in New Orleans, and we have a timeshare there, so we can make it. But uh, you know, like you, if you need any help promoting anything, just hit, send me a care package, and I'll and I'll uh, I'll go pass out as many business cards as you need. But yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe if um if uh, if I did good enough today, I'll come back on in March, and we can we can do this all over again. Yeah, that would yeah, be, be fun sure. for sure. Yeah. So, and then uh, last thing is, um, where can we find anything that you, like personally, if you want to be found on social media or anything, or we could edit this out too, if you don't yeah, want I'm this out go- there. I'm but... a ghost on social media, man. I'm too old for that shit. I got you. Uh, I got you. But uh, at 99 underscore threads is our Twitter account. And then at 99 on Instagram and Instagram, we're, we're, well, we're active on both. We're probably a little bit more active on Instagram. Uh, and then our website's 99.com, 19nine.com. All right, bet. And then, all right, so this is actually the last question. Yep. If there was a certain amount of followers that we got to, what would it take for you to be a sponsor of the Beers and Buckets podcast for 99? I, I don't know. I, I told you from the jump, I don't understand analytics at all <laughs> and how that shit works. Um, so you could, just come, you could just come to me with a number or you could just lie to me and be like, look, we got <laughs> this, this, and this, and we can we, we can talk. So. Fair uh, enough. Once you guys feel enough. like you're at that point, just just holler at me. We'll figure. All something right. Out. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely have you on again though, because you you were a great interview for us. So we appreciate you coming on, man. No, and, thank uh, you guys. For yeah, scrolling through the the website real quick, just what's one of the most underrated throwback logos um, that you can think of, just off the top of your head. You know, Xavier's kind of front of mind right now because we're launching them again on Friday. But that Running Man logo, kind of the Cape Crusader guy that's dribbling a basketball that's a musketeer and has the cape and stuff is is pretty good. UConn's got some great ones like that old 1990 dog. Um, Gonzaga's got that great bulldog that they started using again. Um, Georgetown has great old logos. I don't know. I, I could go on and on and on. Otto the Orange uh, at Syracuse is, is awesome. You can throw him on anything, and, and he's cool. So The one that made me think of it is I was looking at a Purdue hoodie that's the – he's dribbling a basketball and has a hammer in his hand. That one uh, – The correct uh, answer is the Citronaut from Central Florida, and no, none of their answers really hold up. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, Kentucky has some – Kentucky's pretty traditional, uh, but they've had like yeah. great uniforms in the past. So, uh, I'll, I'll, since you guys are Kentucky guys, we just got a denim uh, Walter no. McCarty Converse jersey off of no. it's Like we've been searching forever for this thing because we get murdered by Kentucky fans about making the denim '96 pair. Like my favorite comment is like, we got a comment not too long ago. I think it was us that got it, and it said. Like you need to do the '96 UConn shorts or uh, Kentucky shorts. He was like, "These dudes out here winning the national championship in jeans." Damn it! That's what he said. And I never like thought of that like that. And so we got we got the source material for it, so we can replicate it. But we're we're also looking at actually putting denim in the 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 shorts through to to give them uh that would be incredible yeah, yeah. so anyway i'm gonna need that link when, you, when they go ready yeah. yeah you're on the inside now i'll take care of you, you got my information <laughs> <But>. <laughs> all right man well we appreciate you coming on we're not gonna keep you on any longer so uh thank you again for joining us man and like you Absolutely. said anytime you want to come on you have an open invite on this podcast yeah no problem i, I thank you guys for having me all right appreciate yeah, it of course If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. 
Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Shark Tank Upsets. Each host pitches an upcoming game using stats and reasoning to convince the Sharks to buy in. Sharks can buy a pint, case, keg, or be completely out. This is Shark Tank Upsets, and this week, Beers and Buckets returns to the tank. Alright, since you haven't been on forever, Matt, let's hear your upset, man. It's been a minute. I want to hear what you got for us. Let's see if the gut is back. Alright, so, the gut, I'm coming with you, I'm coming to you, and I, I think we feel it. I think we all feel it, and now I don't, I don't want to hear if this isn't a BPI nerdy index that the numbers say if the stars line up, this wouldn't be an upset. I don't want to you hear You will it. still hear it, you will still hear it, but continue. On paper, <laughs> Arkansas over number one Auburn. We kind of alluded to it earlier. They went on the road to two of the crappiest teams in the conference. Dude, tags on me, man. I forget. Yeah. I am all in on this. I've been complaining about it for the last two weeks. Obviously, Auburn's struggles are there. <laughs> Arkansas has eight straight wins, including at LSU. At the time when we thought that was something, by an average I mean, of LSU's, 15 points. LSU's still and Arkansas's, just, Arkansas's just a rough place to play. So, yeah, I, like I said, I have kegs on this. I put this in the throwdown games because – I think it's going to be upset as well. But Ken Palm has Auburn winning 77-73. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, like Arkansas is finally playing to the the way that I thought they were going to be, like, at the beginning of the season. They just kind of, like, dipped there for a little bit and had to find themselves, and they're kind of working their way back into it, like you said, with eight straight wins. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm here for it, man. That's a, That's a great pitch. Well, according to my calculations, Matt, um, no, I'm, I'm all on kegs. I was hoping to get a better reaction from that, but, uh, <laughs> I, I think, so the one thing that makes me kind of nervous, but also makes me really excited about this game is that Arkansas doesn't score from three. They're 336th in the country in like the number of points that come from threes. So they are strictly scoring from like inside the, the three point arc, which is where Auburn's strength is. Walker Kessler has the highest block rate in the country. Uh, he's If Oscar wasn't potentially going to win it, or I guess Tari Eason, it's like those two and Walker Kessler are the three-headed monster for SEC Defensive Player of the Year. So they have an incredibly good interior defense. Arkansas loves to score on the interior. So it kind of is a like unstoppable force meets immovable object. With this game, which I think is is very interesting because when you look at it, and I think one of the reasons why I like Arkansas in this is Arkansas gets to the free throw line a ton. Yeah, they do. Auburn plays very aggressive defense and on the road is probably going to get a less than like generous whistle, which means that they could get in foul trouble and in the process give Arkansas some points. So... No, I mean I I'm I'm all in on this. I think 
probably not the, to the extent that Connor has been all in on the <laughs> Auburn needs to play someone, but I, it will. This is one of the the few times that they've actually yeah. gone and played someone on the road, and uh, I would also like to point out that this means that Connor, who has been very anti Muscleman, is all aboard the must bus on this one. Oh, so. I'm not anti Muscleman. I'm just more <sighs> more more pro Oats, if that makes sense. Like, but I think both have kind of yeah pro Oats, mm. but. But uh, I'll I'll gladly root for Musk this this week, man. <laughs> Freaking Auburn also. Both teams actually um, get a lot of like they're pretty good at getting offensive rebounds. So that's a good that's something to watch for. I mean, Auburn is better at getting offensive boards, but also Arkansas's defense is good at stopping the thirteenth in the nation at uh, getting rebounds and stopping offensive rebounds. So that's that's gonna be fun to watch. I think it's gonna be a good game. Dow, what are you pitching? I am – actually, so we have the number one team in the country going down. Uh, I'm pitching the number two team in the country going down. I have Washington State over Arizona. Actually, wait. Are they number two in the rankings, actually? What's what's uh, Arizona? I don't know. If, I don't think they will be. No, they won't jump Kentucky or Gonzaga. Well, they're number two in Ken Palm, which is why yeah. I said that. Uh, either way, I'm picking Washington State over, over Arizona. It's Thursday night at 9 p.m., Kind of have three big, uh, big reasons for this. One, this is one of the last opportunities because the Pac-12 is so weak. This is one of the last big opportunities that Washington State has to get a big win. Uh, which to like, so they're I think thirty third in Ken Palm. So they're they're pretty far up there. But the to really make their case, this obviously would help their tournament resume a ton, and they're probably a bubble a bubble team. Uh, this is also well, so I guess this is four. This is also Arizona's third. This will be their second of three games on the road this week in eight days. So they play Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, yeah. um, which is just tough. I mean, going traveling all that, it's obviously not like a close trip to go all the way up to Washington State either. Pullman's in the middle of nowhere. So that'll be nice. Um, Washington State has the 22nd best defense, and they score a ton from three. Was looking at their Ken Palm thing and – their worst shooter this year shoots 39% from three. That's their worst shooter, which is insane. That's I'm sure none crazy. of those I'm sure none of those are, are super like high volume. Are on like super high volume. But yeah. they're a great shooting team. Arizona is not a good shooting team. They no, score a ton from like the the interior. So I think that those two kind of things make it where um, where Washington State has a really good chance. They also have four guys that have over a twelve percent assist rate, which or assist percentage, which means the number of baskets that are scored when they are on the court are assisted by them, which means that they can initiate offense from a bunch of different places, which I really like against a defense like Arizona's. So yeah, that's my that's my pitch. Um, I'm gonna buy a pint on this. I don't think it's actually gonna happen, but I don't want to miss out if it does. If that makes sense. I just think it's kind of hard. Uh, the Pac-12, like the SEC, the home teams are are, are pretty good at winning at home. Um, so I think that that goes in their favor. But Arizona is a really good team. I, like I've said, I think the Pac-12 in general has been overrated. Said that like past couple weeks now, and it's kind of come. You know, you kind of seen that come into fruition a little bit. But uh, I think I think Arizona is just you know um, heads and shoulders better than any other team in the Pac-12 at this point. So I, I, I'll buy a pint though. I think I think they could have a you know like just a sleepy type of game, especially that 
you know, I guess that's only like six o'clock or seven o'clock there. But for me, I think it's so much later being at nine on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll still apply the logic and think they'll have a sleepy game just because they had a crazy week this past week. Following up this week is going to be nuts. All right. So I am, for the second straight week, picking Tennessee to get upset. Last week I, I pitched Texas A&M to upset them, and they kind of crapped the bet on that one. And uh, But it was in Knoxville. This week I'm pitching Mississippi State to win at home over Tennessee. Tennessee struggles with free throws. It's going to even like show even more. SEC teams have been pretty good outside of the bottom feeder programs. They've been pretty good at at home, uh, getting upsets. We've already seen Mississippi State get an upset uh, over Alabama this year. Iverson Molnar, that's all I need to say. He's so good. Garrison Brooks should feast on Tennessee's backcourt because their backcourt is just not good. Or frontcourt, sorry, frontcourt. Their frontcourt is just not good. Uh, their backcourt's fine. I think they're. I think between Shaquille Moore and uh, Iverson Molnar, it should be a good matchup against uh, uh, Viscovi and Chandler. So. And like I said, SEC teams have fared well at home this this year so far. So give me the Bulldogs by like seven on this one. And that's because of some late game free throws. I bought a keg on the last one. I Let's just do keg again. This yeah. game makes way too much sense for for it not to be something that, that actually happens. We talked about the, the whole SEC winning at home thing that obviously they're the I think they're still the number one conference in terms of the t- like percentage that home teams win, which yeah. is big here. No one likes going to Starkville, like <laughs> just in general. No. Uh, so that's going to be tough. This game is also super exciting because both these teams are incredible at producing steals and are very susceptible to having the other team steal the ball. Yeah. So I think whoever wins. Whoever wins the turnover battle and gets yeah. more easy baskets there, I think is going to be the the big winner. But at the end of the day, I think the other than home court advantage, I think the tiebreaker just comes down to Iverson Molinar being the best player on yeah. the team or on either team. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'll go I'll go keg as well. We're just hoarding all the all the kegs this week. Cool, 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 cool. One of the greatest presidents in our history, Ben Franklin, once said, Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. None of what I just said is actually true, but who cares because beer. This is the part of the episode where each of us reviews a beer that we've either never had before or we just highly recommend. Let's drink. All right, Matt, what you drinking this week? All right, I will say, I'm trying to step the game up a little bit. Got the old palate cleansed. Disclaimer, uh, I told a quick little story. I went into the liquor store. I wanted to try something new. Grabbed a really cool looking can or bottle or whatever it was. Dude's like, oh, you a fan? And I'm like, actually, I'm a beer learner. Um, so I do the podcast, whatever. And he's like, uh, that beer's $28. So I was like, ah, put that back. So I grabbed something else. Be honest with you, I'm not even sure if it's beer. Because it doesn't even say beer on it. But it is crafted artisan meadery. It's got a a bee, like it's got like a bee, and he's dating like a messed out banana. Like it's let's see if we can. It looks zoom like that a in. it looks like a wine bottle or something. You yeah, know, like a yeah. champagne what, bottle or something. What's it say right here? Boof or BFF? One of the two. 
It's not really zooming in. So, um, but it's Bananas Fosters Forever. So, I, I don't know. And it was in the craft beer section. There was like a, different places. I Googled it. It's a um, brewery out of Manchester, Ohio or something. Six Sounds like something Ohio would do. Yeah. So, 6% alcohol doesn't really... I mean, it does smell like a banana beer. Like, I'm not mad at it. Look, got a, got a glass here so we can really soak in the aroma. Look at those hops just flowing out. Actually, I don't I don't know. It just looks like a normal-ass beer. A little darker than I would imagine. Um, looks, looks like piss. It does look like Good. It looks like my piss. Good start. <laughs> it looks like you know, somebody who never drinks water, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, a glass. Not to not not to sound right. Hint, spoiler alert, I don't drink water ever. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm this this is the least surprising thing that has been no, said. Yeah, absolutely. Not just on this podcast, to but quote, on any of our podcasts. To quote Dow, I'm on brand. Um <laughs> You are. are very much on brand. I, look, Nothing but I, on brand. I don't want to sound like one of those beer douches because y'all know that's not me. But this motherfucker smells smoky. Like if if, if you talk, it it smells it smells smoky. And are you sure that's not like, the barbecue sauce on your shirt? No, that's that's been a while, bro. <laughs> oh, okay, I just this could be smoky. I don't know. Okay, so it, but it smells like it smells like smoky, but banana pudding. Nope. Nope. Immediately <laughs> no. I've seen what I needed to see. Nope. No. I have never. Nope. I have never. Let me tell you this. And then, like, the t- it, it, like that's if someone ever said, "Hey, I'll give you a million bucks if you can describe what getting kicked in the face by a horse tastes like," it's that. So it tastes like it. So two things here. It tastes like what I just described. I just got kicked in the face by a horse who stepped who, who stepped on bananas. <laughs> And then, and then while I'm laying there, somebody walked up and spit almonds in my mouth. <laughs> but hey, but I'm gonna say like the weirdest thing. <laughs> I've never traced, tasted anything so disgusting that had a really good aftertaste. <laughs> like right now, that's I'm like I want more because. Have you ever tasted something? You're like, hey, that's pretty yeah. good. And then like afterwards, you're like, no, no, that aftertaste yeah, just ain't going. Yeah, and it yeah. ruins the whole experience. Pretty this much is like backwards. Every IPA. Yeah, this is backwards. For that me, that is liquid shit. <laughs> but afterwards, like the aftertaste, like if I would have drank that in a coma and then woke up, I'd be like, oh, I ate something really delicious. <laughs> that is weird. I, I I have to give it like a zero point five out of ten because it is it is rough. But I mean, the aftertaste. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like I've never tasted anything so horrible that I will probably drink again. All right, uh, I because Connor, you have a white ale this week, right? Correct. Yeah. So I decided to go with a white ale as well. Going with the Sam Adams. It's a seasonal white ale called Cold Snap. Sam Adams does a pretty good job with their seasonal stuff. So, not exactly some, like... Actually, I think they technically are a craft brewery. Like, by definition. I think they're yeah, the biggest craft brewery in the... 
they're yeah they're the biggest craft brewery in the world i think but um but yeah so they do a good job with their seasonal stuff so let's let's take a drink that's pretty solid it like is good but it, there's nothing really that really stands out about it honestly it's like a solid like white ale doesn't really have any like big textures or flavors that i'm really getting from it but it's pretty good 5.3 alcohol 10 IBU, so super drinkable. It's a solid beer overall. I would drink again. Cool. Compared to anything college basketball? Or basketball um, in general? So, get, give me a sec. You go ahead and do yours, and I'll I'll think All about right. what, what, what mine is. I did a Einstock Olgrid Icelandic White Ale, so... That can is sweet. Yeah, it's like, and it's got like, it's not like that paper, like that matte kind of finish to it, you know? You mean um, like that, Matt? No, not that, Matt. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, it's. I actually had this before back at Christmas. I went to uh, Epcot with my wife and her brother and sister in law, and you know, so we went, spent all day at Epcot, and we went to like Norway, and they had like a beer stand. I was like, oh, let me try something different, and it was pretty good then. It was. Um, I actually like it better out of the can than I do on draft, which tip- typically I'm the opposite. Yeah. Um, so so that's pretty good. But it's a Icelandic glacier. It's Icelandic glacier water, which is pretty cool. And it's the balanced edition of orange peel, coriander, and rolled oats. Make sure that it's flavorful and refreshing, refreshingly drinkable. So it's five point two percent ABV, no ABVs or IBUs on it. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Uh, um, I, I bought a six pack of it. Definitely will finish all six as opposed to some of the others that I've tried on this podcast. So, um, uh, my, my mini fridge outside has some like orphan beers in there that I need to, need to get rid of, but this one, yeah, no, and, and it has a good flavor too. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a super beery taste to it. And yeah, I don't know. I like it. I dig it. It's pretty good. The, the orange peel t- tastes pretty well for it. It's like a BYU basketball team, you know, just kind of bunch of white boys. Not going to be super great. Not going to win a tournament, but yeah, might might make splash here or there. So I actually had a similar color scheme. I was going to say in uh, in honor of the what's what's the Xavier Cincinnati rivalry called? I don't know. It has a name. I was going to say that mine super is white. like Xavier. They're they're consistent, but nothing like really stands out about them. Um, yeah. We need somebody with connections, by the way. I'm going to shamelessly plug that we're tr- we're still trying to get Chris Mack on the podcast. So, Crosstown Shootout. Connect- shoot, I, keep, I, I, have, I have gotten behind on my tweeting at him every day that I was going to do alongside the, <laughs> the thing. Yeah. I, I need to get back on that train. Yeah, we need to. So. All right. Well, let's move on. Rocky versus Apollo. Daniel LaRusso versus Johnny Lawrence. Ali versus Frazier. What do they all have in common? They were absolute throwdowns. This is the part of the show where we discuss some throwdown games in college basketball this week. Uh, I think Monday, it's Kansas. It's either Monday or Tuesday, but Kansas at Texas. How do you feel? Like, what do you think of this game is going to be like? I mean, obviously, we don't know because Texas plays tonight and they also play Saturday, but. Just give you a quick hitter based off where they are so far. Kansas at Texas. I'll be so bad at this, man, Uh, but I'll I'll participate nonetheless. Um, (laughs) I would say Kansas coming back after that ass whooping. 
Uh, Bill Self is is going to be in their ass. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I expect Kansas to play a lot better, but I love I love Chris Bird. I think he's gonna or uh, Chris Beard, and he's going to build. Uh, he's gonna build something at Texas. I really believe Texas is such a large athletic department too. Yeah, they have so much money to toss around um, with facilities and then nil mm-hmm. deals coming and stuff like that. Like. Those Texas teams are sleeping giants, but he's going to have to just have a little bit of time to get running. But gun to my head, probably a horrible analogy. Sorry, but uh, I'll take I'll take Kansas. Yeah, I have Kansas on this one as two. Like two, we're just like I said, we're kind of lean anti Texas now that we're a Texas Tech podcast. So, oh right, okay. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Texas, I think can will be good. I think everyone kind of like thought he would turn the ship around immediately this year, and it's proven that's not really the case so far. So yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Kansas got to bounce back, and uh, you know, Bill Self has more Big Ten or Big Twelve titles than he does losses at home to non-conference teams or whatever. So it's crazy how successful he is. And and we we actually um, got a little inside tour of practice facility and all that stuff when we were down in Kansas and. Uh, talked to some people in the know, and they said that like, the dude, the 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 players like love Bill Self. Bill Self's like yeah, the man, which is kind of interesting. Sure. He said they'll get in their ass, but like those dudes love him. Yeah, yeah. My only problem with this game is that it's a it's a nine o'clock tip, which is just awful. But yeah, that, the worst. I mean, for us, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. So okay, so then we have Wisconsin at Michigan State. This is the rematch because it just happened this past week. Um, but by this time next week, we'll, we'll be kind of wondering where these teams are at. I still think Michigan State, especially now that's at home, and I've just never been high on this Wisconsin team. What do you guys think? I don't know. This one's tough because I think both these teams are teams that I think I'm a little bit lower on than consensus. But it's at Michigan State, so I'll go Michigan State in a close one. Other two owners of 99 are Michigan State grads, so I have to say Michigan State. <laughs> Fair you enough. You don't want to throw shots at them, too? What's that? I said you don't want to throw shots at them, too? You've been throwing <laughs> them at everybody else. You might as well. Yeah, nah, Not your I, business partners. You don't do that to your business yeah, partners. <laughs> I'll still clear. Yeah, Michigan State and Wisconsin, both schools of 99, too, so I'm not going to talk any shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then we have Marquette at UConn. Uh, I'm on board that Marquette, Shaka Smart, and Marquette is just a different breed than him anywhere else, and I think they're going to win this one. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I haven't watched Connecticut as much as I kind of want to. Um, with them picking up their, their win against Auburn earlier in the year, uh, I feel like that they're, they have had some solid wins but haven't had any like big ones other than beating Marquette on the road. Yeah. I think with that um, – Getting that win, I think coming back at home, they're gonna they're gonna get this one as well. Sweep. I'm gonna take UConn. We we have great UConn supporters out there. They're they're LD Kyle Muncy's the man. Um, he's always kind of been the guinea pig for 99 new products and stuff, and giving us yeah. the go ahead and green light. Uh, but Marquette has been like awesome to us too, and uh, have always had us in the bookstore and in their arena. Um, so yeah, I, I'll go with UConn since they're at home and, and for my love for Kyle Muncy, big shout out to Kyle. Fair those, enough. Are, those are two, those are two schools that have some pretty sweet throwback, uh, yeah. right here. The UConn yeah. ones we can't keep in stock. Like UConn 99 just flies off the shelves. Oh, I and, imagine uh, so. Yeah. And then Marquette with Al McGuire. Al McGuire is like one of my favorite people in college basketball of all time. And people don't realize he, 
he was like this style guru you know what i mean and so yeah their yeah. like uniforms were just like crazy as hell um, yeah so fresh. and there's a there's a 30 for 30 short called untuck that you guys should watch uh it's it's dope it's about marquette's uniforms um but like what people don't realize is al mcguire won the natty in 77 and retired to go work for medalist uh if you guys you guys don't remember you're too young uh the <laughs> medalist company uh, which is a clothing company uniform company so like he just rode off to the sunset after 77 and became vp of a uniform company to design oh, wow. uniforms and shit it's crazy that's wild yeah you, you couldn't imagine that in today's day and age you know what i mean no not at all i mean you win the national championship everyone thinks here's the number one draft pick <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the, so. funny, the funny thing is he probably made more money at medalist than he did being a national championship coach back then yeah probably so wow. all right so then uh uconn at xavier uh then i think that's like thursday or friday so we're, we're maybe saturday i don't know but UConn and Xavier. I go, I think gonna get with UConn here. I'll go Xavier. Uh, we got Xavier School Day coming up on Friday. Little plug. Okay. There. Uh, yeah. 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 And Paul Scruggs. I've watched him since he was in high school at Southport. I, I'm a big Paul Scruggs fan. Um, and they, they got an Evansville guy too, Nunji, on their team. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Xavier in a in a little bit. Yeah, that would probably be an upset, right? I don't. Uh, know. I think I think it is an upset. Yeah, I'll go yeah. Xavier. Sorry, UConn. I I just picked you last time. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't give UConn too much love. I'm going to go Xavier as well, actually. Uh, being at home is is kind of the starting factor there. Um, All right, and then the last one that we have that we'll talk about, UCLA at USC. USC is good, right? Like, I haven't watched them at all yet. Evan yeah, Isaiah Mobley is yeah. a start. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty good. I think just the Pac-12 in general is a little bit overrated this year. I think it's unfair that UCLA took like a month and a half off of college basketball and retained their top ten status. That makes no sense to me. Connor gets so mad about this it's every time. So I'm frustrating. The <laughs> no, no conference in basketball or football gets more hate than the Pac-12 from That's like where, where 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 I'm at in the Midwest. Yeah, and I, honest to God, think it's just a time zone thing. Like none of us stay it up is. to watch yeah. the games. Yeah. And I'm yeah, a huge but, bas- college basketball fan. I can't stay up to to watch the stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say it is it is frustrating that you they can just take a month off and then retain their top ten status as a team when they got upset before that month got taken off. So but I they, don't know. But they didn't lose too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, they like did lose as, might, as soon as they got back though. You guys might yeah. disagree with me, but I um am a, f- a huge like Mick Cronin fan. <laughs> I, I think that guy's nuts, dude. Like. Like, I, I don't know how we're having a conversation right now because you're hitting none of the check boxes. I know, I know it. Like I can't help it. I I like no, I love good, that bro. guy, man. He's just uh, I don't know how he does what he does, but he does it and doesn't apologize for it. And he's just yeah. kind of I and mean, he wins, man. He wins. I respect him. I respect him. There's no hate here. It's like it's it is what it is. But yeah. The story with him and him getting mad about Cal coming and stealing Marcus Teague and Mark and Cal walked up to him at a at like an AAU event later that year and was like, hey, I know you've been talking shit about me, but like I'm me, you're you, you'll get the players that you get. And if I want someone, I'll come get him. And Mick Cronin just sitting there like. He had to take it. Was, and, and, <laughs> now, and now yeah. Mick Cronin is kind of that guy. I'm sure he's used that line on other other coaches now too, um, you know, yeah. and with yep. the, you know, UCLA. Uh, Marcus Teague 
used to dunk on my middle school team that I coached in eighth grade. That oh, guy man. One of the greatest middle school basketball players I've ever, like I'm talking about in eighth grade would come down traffic, jump up and tomahawk it and like beat our team by 80 points. Like it was crazy, man. <laughs> we were like big rivals. I, I taught in Pike uh, and uh, I taught at Lincoln Middle School, which is Pike Township. He he went to uh, Guyon and they were studs, man. That's awesome. I, would, I always got shit at uh, at Wake when I was there because I obviously like Marcus Teague had just been at Kentucky when I got to Wake, and I always called Jeff Teague Marcus Teague's little brother, and everyone's like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no, that's not how that works." Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Teague, Jeff Teague was was legit too. Yeah, yeah. Legit. That that because or that family turns out some some point guards. Yeah, they do. Marcus yeah. should have stayed at U or at UK a little bit longer though. Yeah, he probably should have stayed at. Friend of the year. Yeah, yeah. that would have been nice with Nerlens Noel, but oh well. And you know, Isn't that yeah. funny? When you look back at like your UK teams and your Duke teams and a lot of those one and done teams, when you start like compiling who could have overlapped there, like old school college basketball, mm-hmm. you're like, man, we got cheated out of some shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Brandon Knight and Anthony Davis on the same team would have been filthy. You could have had John Wall and Anthony Davis. Like, would they have overlapped? Yeah, I guess yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like, even better. So Brandon Knight, John Wall, and Anthony Davis yeah, with DeMarcus Cousins would have been yeah, nasty. Totally. Like, like yeah. I look back even further than that, and those old Carolina teams, you would have had Stack and Sheed, um, yeah. Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson, you know, amongst others. Like, I, yeah. like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Or, or could they coexist, though, too? Like, I always wonder all that stuff as well. And would those guys have gone there if they knew that, exactly yeah yeah you can play the what if game all the time or what if you know lebron goes to ohio state does he have a run like Melo does at syracuse and kg what if t-mac went to kentucky with uh dirk nowitzki Nowitzki. yeah t-mac went to kentucky i probably wouldn't have that poster uh behind me hanging up of of t-mac you can't see it but i was a big guy. (laughs) i'm a big t-mac guy too being a magic fan so like have to have to respect T-Mac there. T- but the T-Mac ones were some of the, the best basketball shoes I ever owned. Facts. I, I, yes. I, miles upon miles I put on those when I was at IU. I love those things. So, I, so my poster is of T-Mac wearing the T-Mac ones, like the promo poster that came out with the T-Mac ones. Like that's a special place in my heart for those. I think the coolest I've ever been was I went back-to-back, went T-Mac ones into the, the Dada spinner shoes. I went back to back in rec league with those in two different years. And that was, that was the pinnacle of my basketball career. That was the coolest I've ever been. I, I never came back from it. I pulled up I to that. church ball in my Allen Iversons and I was the man on that court. Like you couldn't <laughs> tell me anything in my AIs. No way, man. No way. So. All right, third down games. Monday, we have Arizona at Arizona State. I included this because we see that Arizona State can upset teams, and Arizona, we talked about earlier, can be upset. So what do you guys got? Uh, Arizona by 20. Arizona State doesn't get lucky (laughs) twice. I was going to say Arizona by 22. Yeah, I have Arizona by like 23. Let's just go 23 just to hit the over on your There we go. (laughs) All right, Tuesday. Auburn at Arkansas, we already talked about. Iowa State at West Virginia. Give me Iowa State. I think they need this win more than West Virginia does because Iowa State has a better chance at making a splash on tournament than West Virginia does this year. 
Uh, I'm going to take what Dow said earlier about the immovable object versus force. I got to look into this. Uh, West Virginia's lost seven straight. Iowa State's one and four on the road this season. Seems like crap for both. But like yeah. I, I, when all else fails, I'm going with the home team, West Virginia by five. That's that's the opposite of what I said. That was I said immovable force and un, or unstoppable force and movable object. This is a movable object and a stoppable force. Like <laughs> these are very much too this bad, like most, too bad aspects. Like a, a very delicate piece of glass and like yeah. grass, just like exactly. I'm going home team as well. I'll go West Virginia by like six or seven. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Iowa State by five. Uh, then we have. LSU at Texas A&M, also Tuesday night. Give me Texas A&M by four. I'll take Texas A&M by four just because of the crowd. Yeah. I'm going to go LSU. Tari Eason's really good, and LSU's good. And I need to get back at you for having the joke that you got off on me. So. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. LSU's, he got off on L- oh, yeah. <laughs> Editing that out. Um, <laughs> Illinois at Purdue. The rematch of an Purdue. awesome game that happened earlier. Uh, give me Illinois. Give me what? Illinois. No, I'm going Purdue. Purdue by a lot because what, everything the first one was, this would be the exact opposite. Jaden That's Ivey. why I say give me Illinois. I think they're going to win because it's the exact opposite of what happened the first time. No, no. Same result, <laughs> just the way it got there a lot different. Jaden Ivey is pretty good. Jaden Ivey, best player in game. I'm going to go Purdue by three. Uh, Illinois by four. Wednesday night, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Give me Tech by ten. Reckham Tech. At one point, we will pick against Texas Tech. Today is not Today that day. Today is not that day. Today is not that day, good sir. Texas Tech by. I'll go a little bit less. I'll go. I'll go six. I'll go Texas Tech six to eight. They're scrap. They're a good team on the road. They'll find a way to win it. Shout out to Matt Sack for saying he's been actually following Texas Tech and saw that they got a. You know, they got a commitment. You know, like he's been keeping up with them ever since we've had. Yes, sir. <laughs> we had uh, what's Talking Tech on the pod. We had Steven on the pod. So, shout out to Zach. All right. Thursday, there's not any good games that I found unless you guys have any. And the one we already mentioned earlier or Friday, really kind of kind of slow day as well. Saturday, Texas at Baylor. Uh, give me Baylor. I just don't trust Chris Beard's team on the road. Uh, Baylor does to Texas what Kansas did to Baylor, what we did to Kansas. Ooh, I like that, actually. Yeah, I think Baylor big. I say Baylor by 15 because uh, Texas will try, try to keep it cut, uh, cut it back close at the end, but it won't be that bad. Uh, Arkansas at Bama. Bama by 20. Bama starts hitting shots. They do the exact opposite, and Arkansas comes off the high, beating the number one team. I actually like that. I'll go Bama by 14. Yeah, Arkansas by 10. So I just think they're gonna they're gonna have two a really good week and get them back into you know let, be a top SEC team. This is Connor. This is Connor drinking and driving on drinking his beers and driving the must bus right now. Just <laughs> all aboard the must bus, baby! Beep beep, coming through. All right, I did include it, include it for our boy Dow. Miami at Wake. This is gonna be a good game. This is gonna be a really good game. This is and this is I mean this is a revenge game because Miami beat Wake earlier in the season. Yeah, what it, I'll, I'll go last since this is this is yeah, my team. This is this is near and dear to your heart. Go ahead, Matt. Wake Forest by fourteen because the ACC makes no sense to me. So Wake Forest by fourteen. Wake in overtime by seven. Couple of late free throws by uh, Alondis Williams to uh, seal it. You're gonna give me just 
even more high blood pressure, giving me an overtime game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I think Wake is definitely a better team at home than they are uh, on the road. I think that that every every time we've seen Wake give up a bunch of points, like they did against Miami and then against Syracuse more recently, they have really turned it around and rattled off a couple games where they've been just lights out on defense. Dallas Walton, the our main big man, has really come on over the last few games uh, on the defensive side. So give me Wake by – I'll go Wake by eight or nine. But, I mean, outside of Duke, these are two of the better teams in the ACC and yeah. definitely two of the more fun teams to watch. So, like, bias aside even, this is just – this should be a really fun game to watch. Absolutely. It's on my it's on my watch list for this Saturday. All right, last call, Matt. Hit us. You know, I'm going to try to keep this short, and, and I don't really – it's getting frustrating that – the average college basketball fan just equates effort and talent with points. And I know points are necessary to win a game, but you can have a really good game without necessarily scoring a lot of good points, right? You can have a great game and have a four point game. And just the, just the whole lack of nuance with fans that I'm seeing, like I, I, I grabbed about this on, on my other podcast where people are like, Oh, that player's not running around. He's just standing there in the corner. Well, it's because it's a play. And if the ball's to the left, of course he's just going to stand there on the right because what's he going to do? Run over there and mess up? It's just the lack of just nuance and understanding in sports. I literally got into a debate with somebody that's like, cow don't run any plays. And I'm like, literally the broadcaster breaks down the plays they run. I've never seen a broadcaster break down a play. Really? Then what the hell are those camera squigglies on the line on the screen? <laughs> they break down the play. Anytime a player runs up and run, sets a screen, and the guy dribbles left to pass to a guy who's running from the other side of the court, guess what that's called? That's a play. And just the, the fact that a lot of so many fans think if the ball didn't go into the basket, it wasn't a good play. I imagine of everything that happens in a basketball game, scoring the actual ball is probably the most hardest thing, the most difficult thing to do because you're getting a ball to go into a hoop that is just a little bit bigger than the ball. So I don't know. That's just my mindless rant about people who just, they equate score of the game to level of effort. And, and I, and I hate that because you know, you see it, uh, last thing I'll say here, you see a lot of times, oh, we struggled with the 2-3 zone. No, we just didn't hit any shots. Yeah. We figured it out. The shots just weren't going in. And you just do what you can do. And I, ju- I just hate the whole, well, he didn't do it 100%, so it don't count. Uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just, my, just fans' lack of understanding what they're seeing will fire me up. Like, I, I said this last night during the Kentucky-Alabama game. I couldn't get on Twitter. Because we played a really good game in a really tough environment. I know this ain't a Kentucky thing. But Twitter was in, in a blaze of, oh, they, I thought this team was over this playing bad. I thought we were going to give a good effort. I, I just can't. I just can't with it. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't. So I'm out. Yeah. Mine kind of backs that up, too, a little bit. Here, then let me break it up. Let me I'll break up the bitching about Kentucky fans uh, <laughs> segment. Well, no, uh, here's the thing. I, I'm in a bracket group. It's called Bracketology or whatever on Facebook. It's just a college basketball group. It's everybody. No, it's that's, everybody's that's fan base. But but we yeah. uh, w- 
our social media is more driven by Kentucky fans because that's yeah, what we yeah, are. Yeah. But it's not just Kentucky fans. It's all of them. And I'm just like, watch the damn game. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's – I I agree. Um, I'm going to complain about something completely different, and that is the media not being good at their jobs. And uh, I want to have a little trivia for you all. So uh, there have been two players in the last 30 years in the Division One. Just overall, not just Power Five. Two players that averaged 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists on the year, shot over 50% from, and shot over 50% from just the floor. There is a third person that is on pace to do that this year in college basketball. Do we know who it is? I know who it is. I know it's because, yeah, I know it's Alondis Williams. You and I have talked about this. True. The other two, can I can take a guess at the other two, at least one of them? All right, so I actually, no. I don't know them for sure, but I can probably... I, I would well, be the tweet, the tweet didn't have the other two names, Matt, so... It's probably, here's how, I don't even know what No, no, let say. me guess first. Don't, don't you dare take this from me. I'm, I'm going to guess Carmelo Anthony is one of them. It's probably two really big, important names, and then some random-ass Wake Forest dude. Well, the the answer for the this third year one is Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah, Alondis Williams. It is Alondis Williams. Carmelo averaged. I feel like Car- Carmelo averaged two assists. Uh, then mine. What a loser! Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a failure. Uh, I'll 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 try and I'll figure it out. I'll try and find find out who it is. Okay. Uh, while you yeah. do yours, Go ahead. but anyways, he is will be will be the third person hopefully in three years. Or in the last thirty years to do that, he was earlier in the week. He was a, an assist away from a, his second triple double, and knew it, and asked to, and was essentially said like, "Yeah, it's cool, take me out, coach," because he wanted the walk-ons and the the younger players to get a chance. Because yeah, he said like they had been working player. hard. They've been working hard. They deserve to get a get a chance to come in. He's been the second best transfer in the country this year, and you could make a case. I'm not saying it because one, the other person is probably the top player for like national player of the year. And that's Oscar Shibway. But I think he's been the second best, best transfer in the country this year. He should be a first or second team, all American. He should be ACC player of the year. And he got left off of both the Jerry West and Bob Cousy award finalist lists, which yeah are for the top point guard and shooting guard. And I understand that he kind of floats between both of those, but he should be on one of those lists. And he was not. Yeah. So we need to get man, man, more love. I feel like that people are starting to come around on him, but it still seems like that he does not get nearly the attention for not just like Wake's success, but his individual success. Yeah. He does not get the love that he should. So. All right. Yeah. So while you're looking that up, I'm just going to be like, if there's a person who deserve, like who can have a bad game and doesn't deserve any slander at all about having a quote-unquote bad game where he had 11 points and 15 rebounds, but I digress, it's Oscar Shibway. So, like, freaking Kentucky fans, like, stop. Also, logging into House of Blue last night on Cats Illustrated. And that's that's never – there's never been a story that has started well with I logged into a message No, no, board. not at all. No, not not at all. But I was logging in the message board last night, and the first post was Cal hasn't changed his offense, and oh, then they God. went. 
that it was a huge like paragraph with like a bunch of stats to quote unquote prove that he hasn't changed his offense. Meanwhile, when was the last time Kentucky had the fifth best offense in the nation? Like it's, it's like what are we doing, guys? Come on! Oh my god! But yeah, we talked about this. Um, Hoops Insight even even tweeted out today. It's like Kentucky needs to stop taking bad mid range essentially because of Terry Brown's tweet. Which TV's tweet was like perfect. It's like we don't have a Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, so why would we do an offense that shoots thirty plus threes a game like the Golden State Warriors? Because we don't have Golden State Warriors players, top five shooters of all time, on our roster. You know, so I'm like I said last last week. I think I said this on the podcast. A open mid range quality open mid range shot is is automatically better than a contested three when you have one, it's not like end of shot clock. You know, if you, if, if you, it's end of shot clock, you have to get a shot up. That's one thing. But if you have an open mid range shot, don't be like, Oh, well, this is a bad shot. Statistically, like shoot or shoot and you make, make good shots, get good shots. And that's what this Kentucky team does. So uh, it's just kind of, I'm tired of just the fans, you know, finding things to complain about and wins. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. You you hold an offense like Alabama to what fifty five points? I think they scored. Is it sixty six fifty five or whatever? You, there's no reason to complain about that at all. Like at all. Did you find it? Evan Turner and John Cocker. Why'd you? It's John Conchar, but <laughs> you... Cocker. I hardly know her. Well played. Uh, TJ Klein at Richmond got close. Um, Evan Turner, that that's like that's a name I recognize. I don't really re- like. I don't remember the other name though. <laughs> John, John Contra. He, he plays for. He went to. He went to IUP or no, not IUPUI. He went to Fort Wayne, but he plays for the for the Grizzlies. Oh, okay. So it's like he's like a role player for the Grizzlies, but I think he still plays for them. Yeah. Yeah, so he wears okay. like forty six. Actually, right. he's on the Memphis Hustle. Oh, so, so they're G League team. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he okay. has been in Memphis he, for a while because he talked because Chris Vernon likes to talk about John Conchar a lot. Yeah. See All right. that? See that now? That's me cock blocking your information. I'm info blocking you. All right, let's wrap this up, man. It's getting late. All right. Share us on Twitter, share us on Instagram, share us on Facebook, wherever you need to share us. But please do that. Like, rate, subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do. But we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you taking time out of your week to listen to us, even though we have no inside information at all. And we just have Dow's Ken Palm subscription and some you know gut checks of uh, you know upsets that sometimes hit and sometimes don't. But we do like drinking. We do like talking basketball with you guys. We've literally and never gotten a pick wrong ever, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have no idea what, what I'm talking about. I'm just talking, man. I'm just talking. But, no, we appreciate you guys listening. So uh, we do have opportunities that we can capitalize on soon to give you a better show in general. And uh, it's it kind of hard to do that when we just kind of keep this a best-kept secret. So don't keep it a best-kept secret. Share it. Get it out there. We appreciate it. But – where can we find your podcast, Matt? Um, your solo podcast, that is. Not, oh, your, not your main chick, your sad chick. Yeah, I forgot I do that. Um, you can find it on Apple. You peasants can find it on Spotify. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, you know, if you're out there 
whatever. Um, it's going to eventually be on YouTube. Maybe if I stop being lazy, it's out there. It's you got to work for What's it. What's it called? What's the name of it? That's what we really want to know. Oh, yeah, it's Big Blue Breakdown. Yeah, I'm going to break <laughs> some Big Blue. I might bring some guests on eventually when I eventually get tired of hearing myself ramble. And I'll bring in... Which we never, because you never listen to your stuff. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> All right, Dal. What you got for us, man? Um, you got porn dropping. I, I very much do not have that. Uh, no, I... I've been watching Tommy Lee, whatever, yeah. Oh, the, the Tommy and Pam Tommy show? Tommy and Pam. That actually looks pretty good. Um, it does. If you want to see a robotic dick. <laughs> it's not robotic, apparently. It's Jason Mazukis Mo- 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 or whatever. Mazukis, yeah. He's in the credits. He's in the credits on IMDb. Look it up. Wait for real? <laughs> yeah, he's listed as Tommy Lee's penis. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I was gonna say Sebastian Stan, but maybe not. I didn't. I didn't see the the, the dick credits. <laughs> Does, does he get like a screen actors like is he is he on like the the sag list where he has to <laughs> jason manzoukas is like also that's a big name like he's someone that like is a legitimate person like i could have been an mcu but i decided to be tommy's lead dick <laughs> I, right, what you got now? <laughs> I don't even know. Just follow me on Twitter. Follow Bear, Beer and Buckets on Twitter. I'm going to try and start tweeting more from that so it's not just Connor interacting with random people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go Deeks. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Connor J. Caldwell, C-O-N-N-E-R. And uh, I, I'll post whatever I write for Sidelines Kentucky and Sidelines in general. On my Twitter, and I think the uh, Sidelines Kentucky account also retweets it or, you know, tweet it, my stuff from there as well. So we're hoping to, like, I've, ta- I've talked to Sidelines, like the guy that runs the whole show. He's trying to pull some strings and get me to uh, the SEC tournament and NCAA tournament. So we'll see. Uh, that's that's the goal. So be pretty sweet if it happens. If not, oh well. But yeah, and, I have, and I have dibs there. on your your family tickets if that happens yeah i mean yeah you could come with me and my family and just you know meet meet us there bud (laughs) but yeah all right so let's get out of here this is a great episode we appreciate josh barnett from 199 coming on i really hope that email didn't go to spam where he said he'd give us some stuff because i'm (laughs) super pumped to get some of those shorts but i haven't heard from him yet it's been like five days so we will see fingers crossed for that and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's been a great episode. I can't now, wait to uh, do now, it again have, next week. Having him on was was sweet though. It was cool to get a get a sense of kind of the process that they go through uh, and yeah. talk some talk some ball with him. He threw shots at literally everyone. So everyone. you're just I hope that you aren't offended, but don't be offended because he literally offended everyone else. So yeah, but he's a cool dude. So make no, up he for was it, so. yeah, he was he was pretty sweet. I I really am glad that he took the time to. To come on. Yeah, didn't need to do that for a podcast that has like, you know, like like less than a thousand plays you know, <laughs> overall. So uh, pretty cool for him to do that. Even cooler that he would offer us some free merch. So pretty excited for that. So we appreciate you guys listening and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>